Da Vinci, welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Thank you for taking time to come have this conversation. Can we start things off by having you introduce yourself to the world and to the audience? Well, my name is Da Vinci Jeremy. Um, I've been in the Bitcoin since 2011. Uh, I've actually been doing YouTube videos uh, since 2008. And uh, talking about how our, our financial system is a big fraud. It's actually a, a con game or a confidence game where um, you believe that these paper notes, which have no value, um, has value. It gets value because people, they print it out of debt and somebody needs to pay it back in order to, um, to, uh, to, in order to get it back, they have to get it back and pay it off their debts. And this is how our system works. So there's always more debt in the system than there actually is money. And so um, this is an unfair system. This system uh, is, makes a slave out of all of us because um, anybody who can print money, um, the, the, they're actually getting it for free and you're working for it, so you are a slave to them. And when you hear that, it doesn't really shock you. We, 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 we're comfortable, we got education, healthcare, and all that kind of stuff. So why rock the boat, right? Why, why, why? Because the reason why you gotta rock the boat is because slowly and surely your wealth and your your uh, standard living is being degraded over time, and and that being sucked up to those people uh, that who have control the printing press. And not only that, it's not good people that control the printing press; they're really evil people. And so um, I, I discovered Bitcoin uh, when somebody said, "Hey, what do you think about Bitcoin?" And I said, uh, "I thought it was a scam because I'm a software developer, and I know that's not possible to make. Right? Can't solve the double spend problem." So when I went to Source Code, I was like, oh, darn, that's not a scam. Uh, and then I did a YouTube video. So every once in a while, something comes along and makes poor people rich because they bought it really, really cheap. This is one of them. Because this will be bigger than anything else that we've seen. And, uh, because think about this. There's only going to be 21 million. And there's more than 21 million millionaires. So not every millionaire can have one Bitcoin. And you get to buy it for one dollar or less, and so I thought I was going to be the hero of my 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 whole YouTube group, right? Of gold and silver bugs, but no, no, they hated it, and uh, yeah, and the rest is history. I, I did this video in 2013, telling them to buy it just one dollar's worth, and they they refused. They didn't listen, and so yeah, now that video is very famous. And you know, I kind of want to unpack a couple things. So, like, was there any like books, courses, people in the space that kind of inspired you early on in your tech career, um, your cryptocurrency blockchain career that you could kind of rattle off for the audience? Well, Andreas Antonopoulos is a, because he's also a software developer and he does speaking engagements and so forth. I think everybody's familiar with him. Um, I have a lot of his books and I read his books and stuff like that. So he's one of the, the top guys in the game for me. Um, also, uh, I have to do an honorable mention for, um, what's it called, um, uh, for the book Creature of Jekyll Island written by, um, now I can't remember his name, it's on the top of my head, and it just went away. Anyway, so come back to me. But yes, oh, G. Edward Griffin, there it is. <laughs> and uh, yes, that, is, that book helped me, uh, woke me up from the Matrix, right? Uh, after reading that book, I was like, the whole world changed for me completely. Um, I got rid of all, all my retirement, uh, my retirement funds. I sold them all, uh, and I sold. Uh, I got out of my uh, debt of my house because I under, I understood the system, the 
the way it is. And everything you do that they tell you to do is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And, you know, I, you know, I'm a lot younger than you are. And, you know, just getting into Bitcoin and being familiar with it and just seeing the paradigm shift, you know, me being a millennial, I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think Social Security is going to be around by the time I get to retirement. So I have to find a way to create a store of value that can't be, you know, capitulated, seized or, you know, altered. And Bitcoin was just an aha moment for me. But Da Vinci, I really want to get into something you mentioned earlier, talking about your evangelism for Bitcoin in the early days of, you know, 2012, 2013. And I really want to talk about penetrating underpriced attention and like hacking culture, which is essentially what you did. And my question to you is what motivated you to tell everyone in 2013 to buy a minimum of $1 worth of Bitcoin versus just, you know, letting the laggers be laggers, keeping it to yourself and just accumulating as much Bitcoin as you could. Uh, initially, that was just anger at my, my uh, audience that was hating on Bitcoin. But um, if you want to take a look at the, 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 the underlying reason of why I started YouTube videos in the first place, because I'm an introverted programmer, uh, that was that's more uh, uh, more important. But before I answer that question, you mentioned something about Social Security, right? Um, this has always been the case, right? The social security was not going to be there for the people from, you know, people like me who was born as late as 1972. I'm 50 years old, um, right? Even, uh, uh, but I was born in Canada, but uh, I was told many times throughout growing up that, yeah, don't count on your pension from the government. That's not going to be there because this can't work, right? <laughs> so, so wait a minute, wait a minute, right? The government lied to you and scammed us, right? Taking us the money, right? Telling us that's going to be there, right? That's what they're saying. And they, what else did they lie to us? Oh, they said that there was weapons of mass destruction in some place. Then they also said, uh, let's see here. Uh, that's right, that this, if we take this vaccine, we'll be safe. But actually, it was not. They lied to us. What else? What else could possibly they be lying to? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Everything! <laughs> So, so whatever they've told you on television, turn it off, find it another way, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just do that. Okay. If you do that, you'll, you'll, you'll find yourself very successful in life. All right. So with that question, well, one, a, a long time ago, um, growing up, um, I was, um, I watched this video of, of this little boy, uh, who was throwing fish uh, into the water, right? The, the fish, the, 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 you see the beach, right? Uh, of fish everywhere because there was a storm the night before and and uh, they all got beached onto the, and uh, this little boy's just throwing these fish one at a time in the water. And this little girl comes up to the, to the boy and said, hey, what you doing, right? And uh, the boy says, I'm trying to save the fish. And the girl looks on the beach on both sides and is like, that's impossible. Did you see how many fish that are here? Right? What will it matter? Right? And he says, uh, you, the little boy said to the little girl, Oh, it won't matter, but it will matter to the fish that I do save. Right? And so that's the whole point. Right? I knew that it probably wouldn't matter. Right? But I would matter to the people that I did save, that I did manage to educate on our system and how to avoid it, how to um, increase their wealth without using 
all the bull BS um, systems that they tell you to, to use, right? Everything else is anything they tell you, anything the bank tells you, do the opposite, man. Just do the opposite. You'll be all right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's where that came from. And also another thing, another point is that, you know, um, in my readings of uh, uh, what's it called history, uh, financial history, uh, one of the key things that I came across was, you know, in order for uh, evil to persist, it only takes good men to do nothing. Yeah, that is... That's like prophetic words right there. You know, a lot of people are just so flummoxed, so confused, so lost. They don't really understand what their purpose is or why their money works the way that it works. And I think people such as yourself in this ecosystem are so important. And I don't think that you get enough of the flowers that you need to get because, you know, as a tech person, as someone in the coding space or the software engineering space, you know, and this kind of segues to my next question, but just to get this off my chest really quickly, I think that as we go into this digital paradigm that's changing from the physical into more digital based entities, um, being familiar with code, being familiar with software, hardware is just something that, you know, people in our culture need to get on board with. And, you know, it's taboo, you know, it's not like catchy, like sports, drugs or entertainment, but as we kind of get bigger into this paradigm, people are going to realize, like, if you can't read JavaScript, if you don't understand what the back end core of, you know, some of these blockchain technologies look like, or you can't have articulation about it, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're being boxed out, where we're already being boxed out now with the, you know, overprinting of money, massive inflation, but it's going to get even worse when you see you know, companies like Tesla, they're building robots, you know, all these low barrier labor based jobs are going to disappear. And whatever you can get as a job, it's best to kind of take some of those wages and put it into something that's going to, you know, compound over time in a long process. So uh, Da Vinci, you know, a question that I really had for you, and this is something that I wanted to ask you because you have skin in the game and you've been doing it for so long. Um, the back end of the protocol for mining and maintaining the core code on Bitcoin is something that most people are confused about. How important is it, in your opinion, um, will coding skills be in the future that, you know, people that might be looking to venture into these kind of um, careers? So how important is coding to you? Well, if you're going to go into this career now, here's the thing, right? You, you, um, you were talking about people getting boxed out to stop if they don't get into involved with this. And I, I have to kind of disagree. So here's why. If you're talking about career wise, let's just say this was, uh, there was a big breakthrough in the medical industry and everybody's going into the medical industry and going into like surgery and stuff like that. And, and, and this is where, this is where it's at, right? I wouldn't do it because I just can't stand blood, right? That doesn't mean that uh, I should, that just because everybody else wants to do it because it, there's where that's where the money is. And just because that's where the money is, I, I'm not going to do it, right? Because it's not what I want to do. And, and our whole society, right, with money, actually, allows us to do, to, to uh, what's it called, um, specialize in something that we do love. So... Don't, if you're watching this, don't feel like you have to be a programmer to be a JavaScript developer or even know exactly how the Bitcoin protocol works. No, you don't. You have to have a general idea, and that's about it. 
but you could always specialize in something else and just know that, you know, people like me are passionate about it and will not let these mofos try to add some BS into the system because yeah, we, we, we've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. We don't want it to get. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that because, you know, I'll give you a little background. Like me, my wheelhouse, I really like to create content. I do a lot of writing. I've written for Bitcoin Magazine, Black Bitcoin Billionaires, the whole gamut. And, you know, I've dibbled and dabbled in all different type of industries from finance to business. I even done some, you know, software engineering, uh, mainly JavaScript, Python. And I started late in the game. You know, they talk about um, barrier of entry. A lot of people getting into the tech space or the, the good quote unquote coders, they start at a very young age and they kind of mold their brain to, you know, understand and look at the code and look at the, you know, some of the, um, you know, context behind some of the, you know, coding ability. And it was difficult for me, you know, starting in my 20s to try to code and learn and keep up with some of the whiz kids. It was super hard. So I'm grateful and honored that you actually gave that transparency about you don't actually really need to be the best programmer in the world or even good at programming to understand Bitcoin, to understand blockchain technology, and to really have a grasp of what it looks like um, to people that aren't that technically savvy. Exactly, exactly. I feel, feel that's the case. And, uh, you know, you can get uh, deep into it if you like to, if, you, if, you, if, it, if it fancies you, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's great if you do so. Uh, next question, Da Vinci. So in this question, I, I love and I can't wait to ask you this, but, um, you know, you've done a lot of great things in the space. You've really been kind of like, you know, an evangelist for Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, like I mentioned earlier. But what was your, you know, aha moment when you realized that Bitcoin was the right decision? Was it before you came became wealthy or after? It was right when I when I told you the story about it. Right. I was uh, I, I read the source code. And I was like. Oh, shame. This is not a scam. This is going to work. And I started buying it. And uh, first I started buying it. I couldn't buy enough. Right. I didn't trust MT Gox because it was the only place to exchange to buy. So uh, I wish I did. I should have just because I was going to drop 20K at 20. <laughs> so uh, that would have been a lot easier. Right. Then. So instead, I spent the 20K on mining equipment. I started mining like crazy. Right had my own mining pool and so forth. And yeah, um, that's what, that's what I did. Now, um, I, I regret it. I was regretful that I didn't know about it when it was free. Cause I would have went friggin' I would have, if I did, I would have went balls deep. They would have had, I would have went buying servers everywhere. <laughs> I would have loaded up, uh, Amazon with, <laughs> With all their CPUs, because it was just CPUs back then, before the graphics cards, when it was free. I, I would have been every single Amazon server, right, would have been like, I would have spent a lot of time and money, right, and effort to, to do that, knowing that there was no, it was zero value at the time. But knowing what it could potentially do, it was just like, it would have been a no-brainer for me, right? No-brainer. And that's why when I bought it at the top of $32 and, and even bought it at the lows of $2 and I was laughed at because it was dropped to $2, it didn't matter because I knew what it was and what it's going to be. 
So if you're here right now, you're wondering, well, now, oh, and you finally get what it is, what Bitcoin is, and you see that this is going to be the money. We want you to understand something about when Bitcoin becomes the money. Money is an aggregate of all of the society, of all the assets of our society. What is an aggregate? That's a fancy word for things. <laughs> this is a thing. This is cards a thing. This mouse a thing. Monitors and the thing that you're in front of you, right? The computer, the keyboard is a thing, right? Uh, there's lots of things in our, um, in our economy and money happens to be one of them. But there's an odd thing about money. Uh, money has a value. All the money in the world has the, the opposite value of all the things that are not money. So <laughs> effectively, Bitcoin's got to have that valuation in order for it to be money. Think about that for a second. <laughs> now, if you invent anything in this world, it will never surpass the value of all money. Never. Think about that. <laughs> so that's why you still earn it in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody says that. And, you know, there was something that you said earlier, too, about having like some regret. And I remember, I mean, I got into the Bitcoin space in 2017. So I'm kind of a little bit later than when you got in. But I, I can still remember faucets when you could go online and, you know, get into a faucet and they would give you 100 coins or 200 coins. But my thing was, especially back then, you didn't have hardware devices. You didn't have ledgers or treasures. So it was like I got scared because if you have 100 Bitcoin and it's just on your laptop, the moment that you have a software um, update, the hard drive gets fried or you just lose the laptop, you don't know what you did with it. There goes all your money. So it's like we didn't have these easy places to kind of do cold storage. So I think a lot of people that got in early, they ended up losing a lot of their cryptocurrency because there was no safe place to really store um, a lot of these digital assets. And I think now is like the best time more than ever because you have accessibility, education, and you have people like yourself that are teaching people like, hey, if you get into something early that you know is, you know, has finite scarcity, it has, uh, you know, store value, this is something that has low barrier of entry. There's no more like spooky white guy controlling, you know, your ability to acquire these things. So now this is the best time in, 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 in history to really get into something that, you know, 10, 15 years down the road is really going to uh, benefit you and reward you for, you know, kind of taking the risk now. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, don't feel that, you know what, I can't afford a whole Bitcoin, you know, think about it in sats. There's each Bitcoin is divisible by a hundred, 100 million uh, units called a Satoshi. Uh, just count stack sats, right? Because stack up those sad Satoshis, right? Um, just count how many Satoshis you got. And trust me, those things are going to be worth. People are going to be like, what? You got what? Uh, 100,000 Satoshis back then? In 2020, 2022? Man, you lucky. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's how it's going to be in 10 years, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, uh, make sure you, you, you look at it that way and don't look at it uh, as, hey, you know, I can't get a whole Bitcoin kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, da Vinci, you know, this is this is my last question. And, you know, this podcast is really based around how people source their knowledge about Bitcoin, about blockchain technology. And my question to you is, 
what would be the best piece of advice that you would give an entrepreneur or someone just getting into the Bitcoin space that kind of wants to blaze their own trail, take a risk and really, um, you know, help society uh, be better down the road by kind of getting into this technology as early as possible. Just do it night and get it. Just keep pushing. Right. And uh, don't be afraid to fail, fail hard, fail fast and, try, and just do it again. Right. Uh, just keep going at it until it, you become successful and you will be successful. Yes, that's great advice. And I'm definitely going to take that advice into account. Uh, da Vinci, this conversation has been great. I really, really enjoyed it. Could you give the world, the audience, your social media handles and any future endeavors that you might want to talk about on the show? Yes. Uh, well, you can find me uh, on YouTube at DaVinci J15. That's D-A-V-I-N-C-I-J-15, one five, right? Um, you can find me everywhere. If you just do a search on DaVinci J15, whether it's Twitter, Google, or TikTok, Instagram, right? I'm very active on Instagram, TikTok, and, uh, and Twitter. So make sure you follow me there as well. Um, and yeah, uh, that's where you can find me everywhere. DaVinci J15, even DaVinci J15.com. DaVinci Jeremy, once again, I really appreciate having this Bitcoin conversation with you. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Good night. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh,